Welcome to the intro. I'm Josh Anderson. I'm Bob Galen. And and we are not going to... Oh, boy. Bob's phone is ringing. We're going to start over. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> Welcome to the intro. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Bob Galen. Today's what intro. Got, what do you got for us, Josh? It's not going to be a lame intro like you claimed that we've been having lame intros. So, Kazi, stream every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Show up. We've had great turnout, great engagement. Why are you not there? There are thousands of you that listen to this podcast every time we ship one out. Get yeah. out and talk to your peers and learn some things and share some things and just get better. Help some people. Thank what, is it. Sound, what is that sound I'm hearing, Josh? I'm hearing whining and excuses. Medicasters, get off your butts and get to Kazi. It is free coaching. Free. And it's a and it's a stage for and Josh does not get enough word count. <laughs> on the Metacast, and, and he needs your help. <laughs> it's the sole reason I created a separate Twitch channel that Bob cannot talk on. I can't talk on it. Exactly. So go to Kazi. Not yes. high value, absolutely high value. And great, great attendees, man, with great insights. Yes, they are fantastic. The, the uh, chat and the viewers that are there every week are the ones that make it really special. So come and get free coaching from myself and a couple dozen other folks that are ready to help. Just uh, show up. Absolutely. There is a conference coming up, Josh. We have the Agile Dev. Agile Dev is virtually is coming nice. up uh, in first week of June. And I'm going to be teaching uh, three half-day workshops wow, live. Nice. live. Uh, two with Mary Thorne and okay. one co-teaching with uh, Leon Sabarsky and, and then doing a track talk. So it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, I, it's, it costs something. I'm not sure what the fees are like, but it's worthwhile. I might be able to get you a, a discount if you email me. Yeah. So come to go, go and get some extra Bob. We all need extra Bob. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> it's uh, like I'm, the Bob cup is running over. Let me tell you. Uh, that's, so that's my one announcement. Uh, any good. others? Uh, tokens app is live. So I launched that a couple weeks ago. If you come to our Kazi channel, you can learn about the startup I've been working on, uh, in my nights and weekends. Say that again. What is live Josh? My tokens app. So a new app I've been working on for about a year and a half, trying to help streamers earn a little bit of extra revenue while also increasing engagement with their fans. You finally released it. I did. Oh my God. Hi, Josh. Yeah. Right. Let's go fist bump. Come on. Yep. Bump, yep. Bump, bump, bump. Oh my God. Nice. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Metacasters, go look at this thing and ignore all the. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. I know. That was bad. That no, was I'm a cheap sorry. shot. It was a cheap shot. I'm sorry. All right. Hey, on to the episode. Sounds good. See ya. Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Bob Galen. Metacasters. Woo! <laughs> I'm going. I'm going cab. I have cabin fever. <laughs> I'm about two millimeters away from total insanity. Oh, you're in good shape. So, I'm only a single. So I, so I mean, so that means it's time for a medicast. <laughs> <laughs> makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Um, 
so today's topic, Bob, this was, this was Bob's undocumented idea. Those of you that know Bob, you probably understand how important writing things down is to, is to him versus how important it isn't to me. And this is something he didn't write down, but yet so this is spontaneous. It's a fantastic idea. Yeah. It's exciting. Spon- Sp- I, I am Mr. Spontaneity, man. I, I know that. <laughs> so, and I, I'm just proud of myself for getting that out of my mouth. I know that's uh, impressive. It, it was it was for me. Uh, so, Metacasters, I've been going through this coaching journey with ORSC, Organizational Relationship Systems Coaching, is a professional coaching model uh, related to coaching groups. Um, it's uh, if you look for it, it's CRR Global is the website, and mm-hmm. you can see the you can see the program there. So it has five. I'm just giving a quick overview. It has right. five uh, training modules. That you go through, uh, and then if you wish, you can go into a certification cohort. Uh, and I'm, I'm just actually in my cohort. I'm in the cohort, uh, the Willow cohort. So Ooh. the Willow Tree is our, is our little mantra. And uh, we just celebrated our mid this week. Is I think our mid cohort uh, review or pause. Uh, I have to meet with my cohort leader sometime this week. We have to go. This is lengthy. Cohort. This is longer than I thought. No, it's like ten months. It's, wow! It's, okay, it was. Uh, it started in uh, late February, I think, and it'll go to October, November, or something like that. Jeez! And and COVID, COVID is is messing it up because oh. we because in the middle of it, you're supposed to actually have a three day uh, get everyone together, um, and we can't do that. So 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 that's uh, that's the coaching thing that I'm going on. So. I, Josh and I, I, I thought we could review, like, what am I learning uh, in general? Not just yeah. about ORSC, what am I maybe learning about myself? Yeah, um, well, I, I, I'd, I'd like to start a little bit before that. And what pushed oh. you in this direction to say, you know what, this is something I want to do? Because as we said prior to starting the podcast, like, I imagine a lot of people have this expectation that Bob has all of the answers. He's been everywhere and seen it all and done it all, right? But yet... You're still like, you know what? There's things I need to learn. What what yep. pushed you in this direction? So we, I'll get I'll get there. But Ooh. did I did I tell you the um, did I tell you what my wife's reaction? No. Okay, so that you like so Diane, everyone is is my wife, and uh, and I've been. I mean, as Josh said, I'm I am. I mean, I'm not world shattering, but I I do have experience. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this for about twenty years. And I've been around the block a few times. I get paid a lot of money for what I do. Thank God. And, and, and I'm, you know, people sort of reach out to me and my wife knows all of this. Mm-hmm. So, so I, uh, so Orse training, Josh was around total around 25 K. Wow. Uh, is the price tag for the yeah. Orse, Orse program. And, uh, I, I signed up for it and I didn't really share that with Diane. I was looking, you know, I, you know, it's coming. <laughs> you, you could tell you could, with my product owner and I didn't really share it. But then I, 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 I was talking about the program and I dropped the, the money and it was, it was less than money, but it was, she was like, but Bob, I mean, you already know how to coach. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, you're successful at that. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, Honey, it's been paying the bills for like 10 plus years, <laughs> right? Like really well. And it's, and she's like, yeah, I know. And she's like, so why now? And why this? And, and I just tell to, you know, talking to her about, you know, I want to sharpen my saw. Uh, 
I, w- I was trying to explain lightly. She doesn't really know what I do. So I was trying to explain lightly that the coaching stance is probably my weakest stance, the pure coaching stance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she hit me with, um, do you, do you think that you're going to, you know, recoup the, you know, are you going <laughs> are you going to get, is there enough time to get the ROI? <laughs> enough time. That's, that's a fantastic question. How did you answer that, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> well, first my jaw hit the ground. Like you're right, honey. I'm I'm going to kick the bucket in a year, and we're going to be in the hole. So so yeah, from from that perspective. So I started talking about risk. I'm like, yeah, you never know what'll happen. Like everything yeah. in life is a risk. Uh, and but it, isn't that funny? I yeah. I was I was just laughing, Josh. I'm like, I can't wait to see her again. And, and it was like, how long? You know. I'm like, well, Diane, how, you know, we let's calculate this up. How long do I have to actually live to make it oh, worthwhile? Gosh. Isn't that hilarious? It's it, fantastic. And she's so innocent. She like, she wasn't barbing. She wasn't, yeah, it absolutely. was just this, it was this pure, curious yeah. question that just totally made, valid. Yeah. My, I wanted to explode. It was, it was I'm like, my now that now that you mention it, <laughs> I'm this may not be the most prudent decision I've ever made. So so Metacasters, uh, it it really goes down to, and, and I, I mean I'll go up a level. I I I will I will stop doing what I do if I don't walk my talk and practice what I preach. So, so I'm not perfect at it, but I try continuous improvement. Right. Uh, self-reflection right. is really important. Understanding what you're good at, what you're not good at. And I like to, I actually have blog posts, uh, like a, a Sharpen Your Soul episode periodically mm-hmm. where, I've signed, where I've talked about it. I think I did talk about Orsk in that. And I wanted to put some peer pressure on me to make sure that I walk my talk. So I, I sometimes I publish. I go on record and say, this right. is what I plan on doing this year. And I'll go out and and then I'll do it. So my weakest stance, believe it or not, and this is what I told Diane, and it's true, but it doesn't, people don't understand it, is the pure coaching, not the agile, the agile coaching stance has, or the agile coaching has many stances within it, if you look mm-hmm. at it that way. And and the pure coaching, and let me explain what pure coaching is to you, Josh, and you'll know what I, why it's a challenge for me. So pure coaching is only asking questions. Uh, deep, powerful listening, mm-hmm. n- not injecting your opinion ever. <laughs> Go ahead, Snicker. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> Never telling anyone what to do. Never telling someone what's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even, it's it's all about asking questions. So there's the, in the pure coaching stance, there's an inherent, the client, has all knowledge to solve their problems inside of them. Our job is just to tease it out. Right. Period. End of story. And and be, and I'll take it that you were snickering. You clearly know that that I, I have some work to do with that area. Would you, would you buy that? Well, that's an interesting thing because one of the things that's come up a lot over the past few years for me is as I've worked really hard to build self-directed teams and then you hire leaders into an organization like that and they immediately go hands off like hey they're self-directed i'm 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 not going to help them 
they've got it. They're going to figure it out. I'm just going to kind of sit on my hands and wait and watch. Yet there's always this discussion that I end up having with them. of like, we hired you because of your experience, because you have value. We shouldn't just put that on a shelf. So it's a, it's a real delicate balance to bring your expertise and experience and, and apply it in a supportive nature instead of do this or do that. And that's a really hard thing to do that I've seen a lot of people, including myself, really struggle with. It's it's the nature of it, right? I mean, it's Medicare, I'll just mention a few stances. So there's a coaching stance, the way I've defined it. There could be a mentoring stance, uh, a teaching stance, a consultative stance, a facilitative stance. In, in many coaching models. So what Josh and I are, are, are dancing around is balancing, like situationally knowing when right. asking someone a team questions is inappropriate. In fact, it's cruel or punishment if you can help them with something. Mm-hmm. So, but if you constantly tell them what to do, then you're not growing them as a, as a team. So if you look at that, what I just said, those stances as a wheel then how do you situationally float across that wheel? Now, now what I was saying is the coaching stance, Josh, mm-hmm. so out of, out of like a percentage of time that I, you know, when I say, uh, and an agile coach is, is operating across all of those stances and then some, um, my, my point is I spend most of my time out of coaching stance. So I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to strengthen my weakest area. That that doesn't mean I'm going to use it. In fact, I think it's inappropriate to use it. A hundred. It would be like if you know what is that? If you, if the only tool you have is a hammer, everything looks like right. a nail. Yep. You don't you don't want that mindset. But it's my it is clearly my weakest area because I it's it's the more experience I have, it almost exacerbates that weak that weakness because I want to offer my experience mm-hmm. instead of mining the people for it. Right. Yeah. One of the transformations I tried to make from a recommendation from a friend was he is and was at the time a very successful startup founder. So there were a lot of new startups that would reach out to him and ask for advice. And he just reached this point where he felt inappropriate offering the advice that he was being asked to give instead what he transformed into was I'm going to share my experience with you. You decide how to apply that in whatever way makes sense for your situation. Cause it's not exactly like mine was, and it's not fair for me to say, do what I did or yep. here. I think I actually know better than you, even though you spent 30 minutes explaining it to me and you spent, you know, 30 months working on this problem. Like there's, there's no way I have the the answer, but I can share my experiences and the things that worked and didn't work and try and give you another tool in your tool belt to maybe go and make a change. Absolutely. I mean, that's part of that. That's where I think in people naturally sort of shift stances to some degree and you go to your strength areas um, and your experience. The other part of me is my heart is always to help people. Mm hmm. So it's not like I maliciously, it, I am not driven by having people do it my way. Right. My, my internal driver is helping people. Uh, it really is. It, it, like I see pain, it's almost like I, love, right? I, see, I see pain in an agile team or in an organization and I want to help. So 
So I have to, sh- can I share something else with you? And you just yeah, came please to do. You, uh, so, uh, it's called, uh, so I've gotten better and what I'm fixing is my inner fixer. And we've, so in, in or mm, yep. you, you do a lot of coaching, like you simulate it during those five classes, they were five, three day classes. We probably spent, I'm not even exaggerating, 50% of our time in simulated dojo coaching. We coached our butts off right? in some, in some scenarios that became so personal, like there was some personal marriage problems and there was just some of the simulations were really challenging. And what happens is uh, if you ever had it in your background, then you would sort of get into the role. Like I have, like I'm divorced. So there was a, there was a heated, you know, marriage situation that we were coaching and it, and it surprised me. It bubbled up some of my emotions from my divorce. And then, and I'm like, Oh my God, this is terrible. And it's just, so you're reacting emotionally to this right. stuff and what people, and I would coach my butt off and, and then we would debrief. Uh, and, and this is peer to peer. A lot of it is peer to peer assessment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, and it was Bob, you're in a fixer, you know, you were, <laughs> you were telling people what to do. And I'm like, yeah, but I tried, I tried really hard. I, and, and coaches, they're really kind of, you absolutely, Bob, you really stretched. I could feel you stretching but you still screwed. <laughs> and it was, and it was letting my inner fixer out. Uh, and I've reduced the size of my inner fixer, but, and, and, the, and a lot of the other coaches talked about that. There's, there's a, a genre of coach. I think part of the personality profile is project managers and managers, mm-hmm. you know, we want to fix stuff. Yeah. And, and you, and no matter how you slice it, you know, like, have you, you can couch it as a question. Have you thought about taking this yeah. approach? Right? <laughs> and you think, you, you think you're not telling them. You're like, well, I couched it as a question. No, you didn't. Right. <laughs> right? You're really trying to tell them what to do. Right? Do you, empathy, do you connect to that at all? Oh, I do. Luckily, um, there was a period where I was really bad at this. And it was when we were at Dude Solutions and people would reach out to us just to chat or hang out and they would come in and watch some of our ceremonies and talk to us and they would start explaining the situation and I would instantly flip that switch and be like, well, here's what you need to do. Here's what we did. Here's, and luckily Richard core, who we've talked about would like smack me in the shoulder and be like, Josh, stop. Like they're just talking. Let them, let them talk. Like I would flip so quickly to, Oh, I can help you. Let me help you. And it got in the way so, but luckily, again, I had a friend that would shake me and be like, dude, just like chill. You don't have to solve everyone's problems in the first five minutes. Just sit and listen. Exactly. It's, it's my biggest, I mean, I've gone through this class and, and I, I, you know, I don't know how well I knew it was there. I sort of knew it was there, but I, I didn't know how big it was and how hairy it was. Right. And it, and it, and what's it to be? My heart's in the right place, but it's still, it still influences. It's not putting the monkey in the back of the people, and really activating them the way the way it can. So, so that's a discovery I've had along the way, and I've reduced it. And in fact, the people in my cohort, uh, in our debrief or our retro, our halfway retro, they're like, "What are you most proud of?" And I'm, yeah. and I'm like, "I'm most proud that I've shrunk that little little, <laughs> little bastard." Right now, he's still pretty hefty, <laughs> but yeah. but I've 
but I've aggressively shrunk my my fixer. The other thing that, uh, and you're probably going to make fun of me, but we talk about either do you have a plan? So you're supposed to enter coaching with a plan, mm-hmm. like, but then you're supposed to dance in the moment and not let the plan. So there's this balancing act of establish a plan with goals with your client or clients, mm-hmm. but at the same time, sense sense and respond to what's yeah. going on and don't don't just blindly get stuck following this sounds at does this sound agile in some way it, it's and, weird and, but yeah and, and don't get stuck in your plan yeah and, and so it's like planning versus dancing in the moment well which way where's my strength josh what do you think um let me tell everybody a story that will highlight that <laughs> <laughs> please josh uh, the very first time Bob and I ever spoke together, it was at a small oh, no. NC State event um, at a off-campus center or something like that. And Bob was the headliner, and I was the opener. Um, I was the new guy. It was my first time really doing a talk in front of people I didn't know. Um, and the talk got going, and we were doing pretty good. It was about halfway through. I started opening up for for questions. And questions started to come in and questions started to veer off of the topic. And I was trying to be responsive and trying to give the um, crowd, the the audience, the answers that they were, were seeking. And I, was, I wasn't doing great. It was my first time out. I was trying. Um, and Bob, at one point, came bursting out of the back and and said okay we've got to stop everybody saw the topic you saw what this is about josh let's get back on topic let's not talk about these other things and i was like but bob i i actually want to help this person you're like no get on topic I'm like uh, okay i'm sorry i'm so sorry i yes uh, so, Metacasters, if you're still confused by the answer, it's I lean towards planning, and I'm not a dancer. Uh, and if okay. I and if I do dance, I do that, you know, '70s white man <laughs> three moves dance is, is what I do. So I'm learning to dance. I, I coached a few weeks ago, someone on a weekend, and uh, I was really proud of myself because I I actually stayed in the moment. I didn't yeah. have a plan. And, and what I mean by dancing with someone is really watching their body language, mm-hmm. like really listen, looking at the facial expression. So I was, I was coaching a pair on Zoom and watching their body language and watching facial expressions and right. listening to tone and really being present, you know? And, and what I realized is like, holy crap, there is so much data that I miss. By just looking down, like I'm, I'm, you know, when I say follow a plan, I'm literally writing stuff down and checking boxes, right? And I would miss things, and I stayed in the moment, and it was a better, the coaching experience mm-hmm. for for both of us was much better. I I noticed, so I'm leaning towards dancing in the moment a little bit more. But you do really well, like. Uh- like this topic, this was something we decided on like five minutes before we started. All of our talks where we field questions from the audience, like like you do fantastic in that. So it's 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 interesting that there's sometimes where you swing way left and then but times when you swing right, like you do great. I I can do it. It's just out of my comfort zone. And oh, it's part I gotcha. of and it's part of it's yeah, I'm I'm actually quite like Josh, if you'd have seen me when I first 
it would be funny to go into the Wayback Machine, like the t- hot tub time machine, and go back <laughs> to like, well, this was like the late 90s. You were probably in grade school then, but the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And when I first started talking uh, and teaching workshops and things like that, uh, because uh, everything was scripted, everything like you, yeah. I would, you would have not had a chance to talk in that room because I would have tackled you and put, <laughs> it was just, it, I was un- incapable of it. it yeah. So, so over 20, it's taken me 20 years to, I still have these little demons and I'm getting better up from the coaching influence side, but it's, it's out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So can I tell you something about humility too? Absolutely. Can I tell you a story? I think you're enjoying this. Bob, Bob is screwing the pooch at multiple. No, this is, this is Bob oh, continually oh. sharpening the saw. True. Thank you, Josh. So <laughs> we, we did. So part of the cohort is recording a coaching session. Uh, and then, uh, taking 30 minutes of that and, and sending it to a group of five with a, so you break the cohort into three groups of five and over a series of weeks, it's not the only thing we do, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but every, every other week, um, we spend 90 minutes critiquing 30 minutes of a coaching dialogue Wow, with a, with, with a leader in the group. So it's the five cohort members plus a very experienced coach. Mm. So I was lucky that I was the fourth out of the fifth. So I was, I had time yep. and I ch- thought I cherry picked a wonderful recording. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and Mary Thorne was, was one of the people I recorded. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I, I knew Mary. So I'm like, I'm feeling a little bit cocky. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And we send it in and, and we go in and you, you, you give them the recording a few days ahead. And then you write up like a little, you know, this is what here, here's the, you know, this is the minute where I want you to start analyzing it. This is where I think I did well. This is what mm-hmm. I think I did poorly, blah, blah, blah. You, you give the leader a write up. And so everyone else, we were going through the videos with mine. Oh, and, and they get graded. There's a report card. So you get graded on 10 uh, competency areas. You with me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can see what's coming. Can't you? I, yeah. I, I wish you could hear my smile. So 10 competency areas. You heard me, Josh, right? Yes, I did. So, so, and, and up to, up to Bob, we had actually watched someone, Mm -hmm. um, in mine and, and I am Medicasters. I am not exaggerating. We didn't get past the 32nd mark (laughs) to with her. And then, and, and, and I still am resentful of this leader to this day. And probably will be for the rest of my, until I get the ROI for the program. <laughs> if you live long enough, right? If I live long enough. <laughs> so, uh, and and she just started. So I was looking down at, guess what I was looking down at? I was looking down at my plan and reading some notes. And I didn't make eye contact with the Zoom screen. So I got crucified for that. Um and then it was, and then it was like you're not paying attention to the emotional field because you're not looking. And so we we only looked at like maybe three minutes of my video, and it because it wasn't good enough to actually watch. And then when we did the grading, I, clearly I failed. 
So I went down in flames. I think out of 10 competency areas, I, I passed two. Two to three, wow. maybe. Uh, and they were the least important competency areas, right? So it wasn't. So I blew it on the highlight. And it was like, and then, and and I think I did an okay job, but they're giving you all this like crucial conversation, like feedback, right. which is humbling the crap out of you. But at some point you want to say, could you throw me a positive bone in the middle of <laughs> Could could I like I was breathing for God's could could I get credit for breathing please (laughs) I was upright or I'm smiling while you're giving me this feedback can I get credit for like taking all this brutal feedback so after that after after you picked yourself up and dusted yourself off did you feel it was fair even though you felt like you got beat up Uh, I think it was a little bit. So I was fair feedback, mm-hmm. and and I and that feedback actually led to the uh, dancing uh, session that mm-hmm. I was talking about. Mm-hmm. So I took the feedback and I did something with it, and I tried it, uh, not perfectly, but it worked. I I sort of got what they were saying. I do think she was, you know, it's it's sort of embarrassing. I, I don't know how to say it when you can't. We're doing a video review. And you can't get past the thirty second mark, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like in a football, you you screw up on a block, Josh, and everyone else they go down the road like ten blocks, twenty blocks, you know, into the second quarter. Yeah, and you had one move that they overanalyzed. <laughs> it's like yep. for God's sakes, I, it was one move, but it was fair. It was absolutely fair. Yeah. It's hard to, you know what, in all seriousness though, and, and I want you to react, it's, so it goes back to what we were saying. I am really experienced. Mm-hmm. It is hard. It's harder for me to take feedback now in some ways. I mean, I'm, it's, it's forcing me to be humble, to swallow, mm-hmm. to swallow my pride, to swallow what I think. It's good for me, but it's, I am ultra experienced and I'm, it's, it's like renewing me in some ways. Yeah, it, cool. And I think that's good, but it's also, I, you know, you, you have to, it's a challenge to do that. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a really challenge. It would, again, uh, I like when I was coaching, not that I've coached you, but the feedback I gave you 10 years ago is going to be different than the, you know what I mean? You're, mm-hmm. you're changing. Yeah. And, uh, but this is basic, this is just basic blocking and tackling and stuff. But, but again, it's part of, we have to be able to walk our talk and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting, I'm learning, which is kind of cool. But that's a, that's a fantastic example to be setting for the listeners, the community out there. And as I get older, I'm understanding the old dog and new tricks thing is a real thing as I easily revert back to things that have worked for me prior to now. And maybe that doesn't apply exactly like it does. So then I've got to find a new way to do something I've done before. And that's hard and you're going out and you're seeking that. Like that's, that's a, that's a fantastic model that's being set. And I don't like to say nice things, Bob, especially on a recording like this. I know. I know. Can you hear my smile? And now (laughs) now I'm smiling and it doesn't happen. No, I, you know, it's the COVID it's, it's been my style. I've, I've challenged my, so real quick, Metacasters, I attended a three day Josh. uh, So I don't know if you've ever seen me draw Josh or 
mm-hmm. right, on whiteboards mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. But I attended a three-day graphic facilitation um, class, and where we spent probably 85% of the time, 90% of the time drawing based wow. on this, the instructor. And, you know, I'm not a drawer. So it doesn't make me as unsettled as the coaching does, right? The, the coaching, right. you know, so I know I suck at writing and drawing. <laughs> uh, I, I think thought I was, I had some coaching jobs and those are getting reset. But coming out, I should show you, I'll have to show you a pit, the final, one of the final things I did. I'm really, I mean, it's rudimentary, right? but coming out of it, I was like, oh, wow, I can do this. Like I drew a really neat sort of graphic, you know, did a brainstorming session and did mm-hmm. a synopsis of all of the stuff that came out of it mm-hmm. on a little, on a little chart. And it was cohesive. And I had little pictures of people. You've seen some of that agile facilitation stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it was, I was, I was very proud of myself. Uh, so I, I think it's actually one, the Agile Manifesto says that we should be walking our talk, blah, blah, blah. But what I'm finding is it's sort of fun a little yeah. bit, uh, yeah. right? To be learning new things. Absolutely. Uh, is this, did we go where you wanted to go with this? Medication, we were just, I wanted to share my coaching journey a little bit. Uh, can I share with you a couple uh, tools or techniques quickly, Josh? Or yeah, we got ab- no, no, we're good. Fire so, away. So here's one. Uh, and I apologize if I've already talked about this on Metacast, but there's this thing called, I think we maybe did, Metaskills. And Metaskills are how you show up. Oh, and, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, so that comes out of Orsk. And I continue to, I continue, I thought these were, oh, should I say it? Bullshit. Uh, I thought these things, so they were talking about, oh, you put, like, you put on a Metaskill of curiosity. Right. And I'm like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, it, what are you talking about? And they're like, you, you, you put that on or you establish a meta skills in a group, but you can establish them personally. And I've done this. And the weirdest thing happened that the group reflects the meta skill back and it works beautifully. So if I show up with curiosity, teams and people around me yep. are, they become more curious. Mm-hmm. If I show up with a meta skill of playfulness, it, and that would be a really good meta skill if there's a, if it's a stressful situation, right. Or an under pressure situation, like show up intentionally with being playful. Right. Uh, then what you see is you diffuse the situation. It's like without saying a freaking word, it's the yeah. cool. It goes back to that coaching stance thing. You can influence like when you go into a coaching and I've done this in my coaching uh, sessions, I I actually am thoughtful instead of putting all my energy into how do I how do I put the plan together it's like how am I going to just show up right what what do the what does this coaching situation need most from me mm-hmm. and if I show up with that meta skill it gets reflected back and it sort of has an effect on the system that we're that's being coached the group or the pair or whatever uh, any any empathy with that right and do you see, Have you ever tried? Yeah, I I get it. Actually, there's um, there's a new hire, a product owner that just started with us right when the pandemic hit, and he's a naturally funny guy, and he's talked about how because he started. um, Just on zoom that that's the only way he's ever met somebody it's been hard for him to establish that that 
rapport with his team and he often uses humor to do that and he's like it's been really hard because normally i can spend time i can go to lunch i can understand these folks but now i only see them for like an hour block of time and we're working on this thing and there's no casual way for me to learn and insert jokes and create that comfort that has really supported his his growth and and that's been a huge challenge for him so i see that every day and just trying to help people find ways to make those connections happen absolutely it's how we show up and it's sort of like you know superpowers to some degree depending on you know how you bring it and when you bring it uh another meta skill could be challenging the team right so they're not all sunshine and chocolates and roses right it's it could be today the team needs me to be courageous, right? And I'm going to show up and courageously challenge my team, or I'm going to courageously challenge my boss, right? Uh, but that's what's in my head. I'm not right, challenging, right. right? I'm not, you know, I'm not writing a PowerPoint slide <laughs> or challenging. It's just if there's an opportunity where I'm going to, oh, you know what? Something should be said right here. Mm-hmm. Then, then I'm going to activate my courage to do that. So that's something that I've 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 learned that's been powerful. Another technique is setting the um, the ecosystem. So they, it's called a define define a team alliance, and it's whenever and it you know that could be at the beginning of a coaching session, that could be uh, a chartering activity, but setting up the rules of the road. And I've always known that's important, right? Uh, team guardrails. Uh, Richard, I know, was expert. So many scrum masters are expert at team agreements, Mm -hmm. but really being tight on them. uh, One of the things Orst does is just take a word instead of having writing down paragraphs. It's like, how are we going to show up? We're going to show up inquisitive, respectful, and then defining in what does respectful mean to us? Do you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, Like how, okay, that's the term we're going to anchor on, but what does that group, what does that mean to us in establishing that? And then opening any meeting, opening it with that. If you've already established them, come back and, and make sure, are we, is this still valid? Do we need to change our agreements? So the agreements are a little bit more fluid depending on the situation. And then closing the meeting. So sort of this open close, right? Like, mm-hmm. like check in. Another, another term would be check in. Like just even with the term, how are you all feeling now? Right now, at the beginning of a meeting. I want one word that describes we should start the Medicast this way. Ooh. We should. Between you and I. Sounds good. Like what you know, what one word represents how we're showing up. And yours would be unprepared most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and 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 then at the end of the Medicast, what will be the one word that we're feeling right now? And just and just doing things like that really makes a difference in the container, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, like it keeps folks present in whatever we're doing. So those are two little things that I think I've learned uh, that are mecha- – they sound mechanistic, but they are incredibly powerful. Yep. Indeed. You, any reactions? Nope. I, I can tell that the timer's, the timer's running down. Yeah, well, the t- yeah, the timer's running down. But I think that's one of those things that I think just like you did – so many of us become dismissive of what could be perceived as corny or silly or wouldn't be received well. Uh, but yet you, you go and you prove it time and time again that you put it in action and it does make a difference. So don't 
be so dismissive of things that are new or different. Just give the daggone thing a shot. You know, like safe was like that for me. Like I went to that safe train and it was going to be a total waste of time. And I walked out with bits and pieces that really changed the way I thought about how groups of teams can build and ship products. Um, but that's, but so, so often it's like, oh, that's ridiculous. You know, that's going to work. And you even said it, right? But then you put things in action. like, holy crap, this works. Hold it a second, Josh. Did you just, did you just go on record? Being a proponent of safe. What the hell was that? I did not go on record as being a proponent of safe. All oh, I said you? was that there were bits and pieces of the safe training that added oh, value. Oh, okay. Okay. I, 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 approach. That was me. That was me asking a powerful question, Josh, out of, <laughs> out of curiosity. Oh, gosh. Maybe with a, with a hint of attack mode. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we good? What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. I think hey, the fork is stuck. That's that's like a fork in this sucker. So from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina, and beautiful downtown Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. Shake and bake. Take care, y'all. <laughs>